what a radical chapter, man. Luke chapter 24, an amazing chapter, man. We see the resurrection of Jesus. Today's Easter Sunday. And we see also in John chapter 20 and Mark chapter 16, the resurrection. But we see a more clear message because Luke was a physician. He was a doctor. (laughs) And you know, it's flu season. And Luke is writing this. And he's saying, Jesus Christ came back today. This day to show the world that he's alive and that he's real. And Jesus Christ is in love with you. Listen to this, man. We're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus. But we're going to talk about what it means to the, to the world and what's going on, man. It's amazing because Christ has just been buried, man. And Joseph was a council member of the Jewish Sanhedrin. He was a council member. And the Bible doesn't say, but he, I, we know that he followed him, man. We know that jo- Joseph is asking for the body of Jesus. And Matthew ch- and Luke chapter 24 says, and you know, let's pray. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We ask that you bless it in your name, Jesus. Speak to us, Father, by your word. Amen. And so the, the, the Jews... We're, we're upset, but Jesus was, was, the body was given to Joseph. He went to the, he went to Pilate and he asked for the body. And Joseph took Jesus. He wrapped him in linen and he laid him in the tomb. And that was hewn out of the rock, man. So, you know, there's a tomb, there's a tomb in Israel. Right here in Israel, there's a tomb. And you open it and there's a hole and there's a sign that says, He's no longer here, He's risen. And so that's a famous picture. But the most radical part is... So the message is clear. Joseph was given the body. And Jesus just died. And he wrapped his body in the linen, man. And he, was, he, he took it, man. And, he, and the day was... It was, it was, near, it was near the Sabbath, Sabbath drew near. And the woman who had come with him from Galilee followed after. And they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Then... They returned and prepared the spices and fragment and oils. And they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Now listen to this, man. They brought these spices because the body was supposed to smell. And they did that to wrap the body up. And they put the oils in the perfume and all that. Because the mortuaries didn't have the embalming fluids like they did now. And the customs were not to embalm Jews. They didn't want it. It was to quickly get the body in the ground. But see, it's crazy because they were preparing the perfume. And what strikes me the most was they were not even really understanding that this was a real resurrection that's going to take place. If they, if, if they knew and they really believed, they wouldn't have had that oil ready, man. They would have been, we don't need the oil. They would have said, we don't need the oil. Jesus is going to resurrect, man. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. And this is the message today. Are you ready? Because Jesus Christ paid the price for us. And we need to be, be, be ready. The Bible says to be ready in season and out. And so Matthew 24 says, ah, This is exciting because Satan couldn't win, man. This is the most exciting chapter in the Bible. Satan could not win. <laughs> Matthew 24 says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they they, and certain other women with them 
came to the tomb bringing the spices, which they had prepared. But they found that the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them shining garments. Okay. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day raised again. Wow, these are two angels standing there. The earthquake comes, comes, shakes the tomb, shakes the big rock off the tomb, and there the angel is, they're just sitting on top of the rock. They're sitting there. And the women are perplexed. It's, it's, it's amazing. Because on Friday, the women prepared for the anointing of Jesus' body the day after the Sabbath. But since they could not make the preparations of the Sabbath, the spices were used to delay decay of the body. But what they didn't know was that body wasn't decayed. And this is the most radical part in the Bible. People think, oh, it just happened once and it never happened. It's never going to happen again. That's a lie. No. Listen, believers, non-believers, this is crazy because it's more than just, it's more than just Jesus coming back from the dead, man. This is where Jesus... Basically, you know, he, he, he came and he forg- the, the, the most awesome part of this is Jesus Christ healed the sick. He restored the blind. He healed the people with all these diseases. He taught his disciples, go out and preach and teach and heal. Cast out demons in my name. This was the message all through the book of John and all through the book of Matthew. In Matthew, he talks about it. Matthew's chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way to verse chapter 15 talks about how Jesus wanted his disciples to become like him, to be more like him. You're thinking, I don't know how to be like him. That's all right. Jesus is going to show you how to be like him. It starts with receiving him. See, this is the deal, man. We as believers and non-believers, we have to realize that Jesus Christ, He not only died for our sins, but He died for our future sins. And you may think, hey man, I sinned so much, I don't know if my sins can be forgiven. Every sin that you've committed can be forgiven. Except for blasphemy on your deathbed. That's the one, man, that Jesus doesn't, He doesn't want to have nothing to do with that one. But listen, Jesus Christ is in love with you. And we're going to see this through this chapter. The stone was rolled away from the tomb, man. And they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed. Man, they were tripping out. They were like, where's he at? Where's Jesus? And Mary was the first one to discover him, man. So, And she was the, and she was the one at the, when he was crucified. But, but we see the two men. And they stood by them in shining garments, the angels, as... You know, then, then, then as they were afraid and they bowed their faces to the earth and they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? Wow. Verse six says, he is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. 
The women were reminded that Jesus had predicted his resurrection as far back as Galilee. He told them. Jesus warned them. He spoke to them. He didn't beat them. Like when God said, speak to the rock, Moses. Moses didn't speak to it. He beat the rock. Jesus didn't beat his disciples and say, get out there and spread the gospel. Here, here's some fish. Eat it and suck it up, man, you big wussies. Get out there and tell these rotten sinners. No, man. He went out, he went out there with love, man. And he said, listen, sit with the tax collectors. Don't, don't party with them. Sit with the, with, the, with the people who don't know me. Don't be like them. But set my example. Love one another. Keep my commandments. My commandments are not burdensome. And this is what Jesus wanted. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and crucified on the third day. Rise again. Today is the third day. And as we remember this day, man, we remember where we used to be. How much of a sinners we still are, but what we, where Jesus found us, man. See, verse 8 says, and they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Listen to this. And now their words are like idle tales. It says in verse 11, it says, And their words seem to, their words seem to them like idle tales, man. And they, <laughs> can you imagine that, man? Listen to this. And they did not believe them. And verse 12 says, you know, listen to this. These women are going to the disciples, man. They're pumped up. Their hearts are pumping. They just seen Christ. They just seen the Jesus' resurrection, man. His linen is just, you know, he's not there. And these angels are telling him, man. Don't you remember? And they're just thinking, wow, man, this is crazy. Now, Peter, listen, verse 12. But Peter, and this was like me, man, when I was in the world, like a lot of us were in the world. We're doing our thing. We're living in sin with a safety pin. We're drinking. We're partying. We're, we're whatever it may be. We're, we're separating ourselves from God. I was like Peter, man. Man, this is my favorite chapter. I was like Peter. You're like, Pastor Joseph, what do you mean like Peter? I was like Peter, man. I was a doubter, man. I mean, Peter was a, I mean, Peter wasn't a doubter so much like Thomas, but he was, he was a trip, man. But Peter was like, he arose and he ran to the tomb and he, and he stooping down, he saw in the linen, he saw the cloth lying there by themselves and he departed marveling to himself of what had just happened <clears throat> you know what he's thinking i know what he's thinking he's thinking john chapter 13 man because christ washed the disciples feet in john chapter 13 listen man it was the feast of passover man and jesus well it doesn't say man but when jesus knew that the hour had come he told him listen he said he said here, let's get into this, man. It's amazing because Jesus wants to wash your feet. You're thinking, what are you talking about, Pastor? Listen, chapter 13 says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them even to the end. And we need to love our enemies. We need to love one another Believers, we need to love one another. Jesus loved 
the world. He didn't become part of the world, but he loved the world. He gave his, God gave his only begotten son. He died for us. He's saying, don't hide from the world, but love, don't love the world and be in it, but love, hate the sin, but love the sinners. Go to him. Reach your hand to him. Man, Jesus is loving them. Listen, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Listen, makes me want to weep because verse 2 says, In supper being ended, the devil have already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things to his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, he rose from supper and he laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into the basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them in the towel with which he had girded. Wow. Then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said to him, Lord, are you, are you washing my feet? Now he's starting to remember. Listen to this. Listen to this. Luke, now he's starting. He's at the tomb. And he's at Luke chapter 24. And he's saying, and he's sitting there and he's saying, you're, you're washing my feet? That's what I think he's remembering when he's running to the tomb and Jesus isn't there anymore. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus is, is risen. He's in the tomb and he's marveling and laughing. And Jesus answered him, Peter, and he said to him, listen to this. What I'm doing You do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet, Jesus. But Jesus was talking about forgiveness. He knew one of them would betray him. He knew it. He knew Judas would betray him. He's giving Judas a chance to be forgiven. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered and said, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my feet. He's showing his disciples, Look, come to me. Let me forgive you of your sins. I will, I will teach you the love of, and forgiveness. This You don't understand now, but you will. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but it's completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. Luke 24 verse 4 says, Lying by themselves, and he departed, man. Peter departed, marveling to himself at what just happened. He knew it. He knew it. The Savior is risen. And Jesus is saying, you're forgiven. You don't got to party anymore. You don't got to lie and cheat and steal. You don't got to click on images on the computer. You don't need to. You don't need to worry about what you've done. Jesus says, I have forgiven you. And I love you. And I want to have a relationship with you. 
Jesus is risen. He's, he's alive. And now behold, two of them were traveling. And verse 14 says, And they talked together of all things, all these things which had happened. So it was while they, 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 they were conversing and talking and reason that Jesus himself drew near. And he went with them. Man, they don't even know it. But watch this, man. Verse 16 says, But their eyes were restrained. They didn't even know so that, so that they did not know him. And verse 17 says, And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are, and are sad? Now they're sad, man. They're, they're going to they're gonna try to call him a prophet, but he's more than a prophet. Man, they're talking about prophesizing to, to Israel that, that the Savior is going to come and save the whole Israel and the world. Listen, then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem and have not known these things which had happened there in these days? I mean, he's taking, he's telling our, he's telling our Savior, man, are you blind? <laughs> Do you not know God just died? And he's, you know, and and he said to them, what things? Now Jesus is, you know, Jesus is so radical, man, because he does that to us. He 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 trips us up with love. He trips us up with love. You know, he he gets us thinking, man. He's when he was on earth and he's still here in the spirit, but he always kept us on our on our feet, man, because he loves us. He gave us parables to show us how the future would happen, man. But listen to this. These two guys are mourning a man, they're sad. Oh Jesus is gone, man, you know. <laughs> they don't even know the Savior's with them. Do you? Listen, the Savior's with you. Right now you may be sad. Right now you may be depressed. Right now you may be so angry at the world and, and, and bitter towards the churches in the world. You may be angry and upset and mad. And someone at church may have slapped you, uh, not physically but spiritually, where you can't even get up anymore. And you hate everybody. You might not even like your boss or your neighbor. You might not even like your car because it won't start. But Jesus is saying, don't be mad. I love you. I've risen. Today I have risen. I have risen because this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in him. Wow. Wow. So they, they said to him in verse 19, he said, listen to this 19, it says, and he said to them, what things? So they said to him, Things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet. <laughs> I laugh at that prophet word. Because they were talking about Jesus Christ becoming exactly, they were prophesizing at the fact that Jesus was talking about Moses and his laws and his ways and the ways of the law, the halacha in Hebrew, the laws. They were dead. Jesus was saying, they were saying, that was the prophesying that Jesus would come to die for Israel and the world. They weren't calling him a prophet. No. He's more than a prophet. Because Jesus says it in a minute. Listen. So they said to him that the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed in the word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, man, and crucified him. They're telling their Savior this, and they don't even know it. Listen, verse 21, man, it's going to get hot, man. You guys ever been on a roller coaster, and you're just going down so fast, man, you can't get back up, and your belly's about to 
here it comes, man. This is where it really happens. This is the excitement of the whole Bible. Listen, this is where it happens, man. But we were hoping, it says in verse 19, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. That's the prophecy, the prophet they were talking about. Well, guess what? Jesus Christ just redeemed the world. And now it's our choice. Now Jesus has given us a choice. Here comes our choice. Listen, believers, non-believers, believers who think you're believers. This is the choice right now. Listen. Indeed, besides all this today is the third day since these things happen. Verse 22, yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. Verse 23 says, when they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of an angel who said he was alive. And certain, and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart, to believe in all the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things, to enter into his glory. And the beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them and all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And those guys, man, they just booked. They they, they were like, uh-oh, this, this is the real deal. Verse 28 says, they drew near to the village. They booked. They were like, this is the real deal. He just claimed to be God right now. That's it. We're done. This is God. We gotta go. We gotta go think on him. We gotta tell. We gotta tell the whole world. And that's what Jesus is saying today. Listen, he's saying, he's saying that that we need to be forgiveness. We listen, he's saying we need to repent of our sins. This is what this is what's going on, church. Listen, believers, non-believers, the message is clear. And then he drew near to the village where they were going, and he 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 indicated that he would be have gone. He indicated he would have gone farther, but they they constrained him, saying, "Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is is far spent." And he went in to stay with them, and they were going to book and go rat and, and tell everybody, but they wanted him to go with them. Listen, now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them. This is great that he took the bread, blessed it, and broke it, and he gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Boof! Disappeared, man. Gone. Wow. He just gave them the love and the truth and told them, your Savior is here. And he broke bread with them, and they split, man. He split, man, quick. Jesus did. Watch this. We're almost done. Listen, God has a plan for you guys. He wants to know you. This isn't just Sunday. You know, the flu came. This is an amazing, amazing uh, uh, flu. Last, last week, we I talked about this in my, in my studies. Jesus talked about this, man. He talked about this in the Bible. That in the end, earthquakes would come. What just woke him out of the tomb right now? Pestilence, diseases, hunger. People would be turning mother and children against their parents. You see this today. Jesus Christ 
is real and he's real today as he was 2,000 years ago. Listen, Jesus Christ is real. Listen to this, man. It's amazing. He lived it. Jesus performed miracles to show his deity. And then he wanted to prove that he was God. And by faith, we can rejoice knowing that he laid down his life for our sins. Listen, he showed us how to live, but we blew it. We want, we want him, you know, we, we need to understand that he died for us so that we can be forgiven of our sins. Forgiveness is what he displayed when he took the feet of those disciples and washed them. That's what he's saying. Whatever you have done, I want it. Give it to me. I'll forgive you. But you must trust in me. Listen, 2,000 years ago was a blinking of, of, of an eye, man, because he's still available today. Acknowledge this. Listen, it's by faith we recognize that Christ Jesus is our Savior. We must repent and accept Christ Jesus in our hearts. This is the message. Love one another and allow Jesus Christ to change your life. The Holy Spirit is still available today. Listen to me. I know it's a lot of stuff I'm saying, but Jesus made a promise that the Helper, who is the Holy Spirit, is with us. If we want it, it's powerful. But we must stop living outside the will of God. And we must repent and stop partying and telling lies and living a false life and And let Jesus into our heart. We need to turn from our old ways, man. Yes, God wants to forgive us, but we must repent of our sins. Jesus loves us. Time goes by fast. God is in love with, He's in love with us. He wants to change our lives. He wants the glory. He wants it. Listen to this. He ate with them. He broke bread with them. And they said to one another in 32, Did not our heart burn burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scripture to us? Their eyes were opened and they knew him. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And then he told about... And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them and break into the bread. Remember, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Eat of me, you'll never hunger. Drink of me, you'll never thirst. But some of us don't know how to stop drinking the beer and the whiskey and the lies and the, and the sin. Jesus is saying, Stop. Will you break bread with me? Will you come to me? Verse 36 says, And now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened. And suppose they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you so troubled? And why do you doubt arise? Your doubt arise in your hearts. Behold, my hands and my feet that I, that it is I myself, handle me and see, for the Spirit does not have flesh and bones as you as you see I have. Listen to this, and we're done almost. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for the joy, for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. And And this is what he said to them. Listen. And he said, 
These are the words that I have spoken. And this is the Great Commission. Listen, I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets in the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he, and he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. And the third day, and the repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And listen, and you are witnesses of these things. And, be, and, and this is where Jesus leaves. He says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from the high, for power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hand and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing. Amen. They praised God. Listen, Jesus Christ paid the price for me and you to be in paradise. He loves you. He has nothing evil against us. Jesus wants to know us. He wants to grow us and he wants to show us. If you've never received Jesus Christ in your heart, receive him today and pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I'm a sinner. I know that you rose from that grave, Father. I know that you're alive. I know that stone was moved. The earthquake happened and your angels opened it up. You commanded them, angels. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I'm a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. I want to repent and become, I want to become like you, Jesus. I want to stop partying. I want to stop living the sinful life. I don't want to live outside your will anymore, God. Lord Jesus, save me. Forgive me. I'm a sinner. And I want to be your son or your daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, Jesus has forgiven you. He's washed your sins away. Log on to growinginhisword.com and click on study material. There you will find resurrection, what it means. There you will find study materials on how to study the Bible, how to grow, how to know, and how to show others how Jesus loves you. And remember, listen, Jesus Christ wants to know you. He wants to make you new, and He wants to redeem you. Will you give Him a chance? God bless you guys. Thank you for coming and growing in His Word. May God bless you guys, and may God bless the world. In Jesus' name, amen.